I greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank God that you could come and share this time with us. Just to hear the word of God and allow God to shape us and mold us and transform us. Amen. I want to take my Bible reading tonight from Mark 6.1. And the Bible tells us, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. We must understand that uh, Jesus Christ is coming back to Nazareth. And as he come into Nazareth, many people are, are looking at him and understanding him as a person that came out of that hometown. And so when he came back, he left without disciples. But now Jesus is coming back into Nazareth, but he got disciples. He got followers that are following him, that are interested in his ministry, interested in what God is doing in his life. In Mark 6, 2, the Bible tells us, And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. So, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence had this man these things? And what wisdom is this? which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. When we look at this verse, we, we, we are amazed to note that Jesus goes into the, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And when he goes into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he preaches the word, people were astonished when they heard him speak. I pray today that your enemies will be astonished when you speak. I pray today that the devil will be astonished when you speak because we are going to carry an anointing to astonish this world. Amen. I prophesy this over people today that when you are carrying the anointing of God, you will carry an anointing to astonish thousands of people. This is a season when ordinary people are going to do extraordinary things. So when Jesus comes in, people are astonished. Why? Because Jesus grew up in that hometown. Jesus grew up in Nazareth. It's like when we grew up in Phoenix and suddenly people look at us on television or anywhere else in the world. People are going to be as shocked to say, don't we know these people? We, they grew up in our hometown and yet God is tremendously using Jesus and God will be tremendously using the people of Bethesda Worship Center because of the grace and the anointing of God upon your life. God will shift you to another dimension. So the people heard him speak in the synagogue and the first thing they said was, listen, Jesus is speaking mysteries. Jesus is speaking wisdom. So they were astonished at what he was saying. He, you know, Jesus Christ, the crowd wondered. How he became so powerful both in supernatural power, in the word and in works. They were wondering, Jesus, what happened to you? Now you can speak the word. Now you can operate in the supernatural power. You see, Jesus, when he left Nazareth, you must remember, he left as a carpenter. He left as an ordinary man. Can I speak to some people that are ordinary people? He left as an ordinary man. But when he returned, he came back as a rabbi with his own disciples. What happened to Jesus? Jesus was under the anointing of God. He went through supernatural transformation. He was filled with the power. He had wisdom from above. And the Bible tells us that Jesus entered another dimension or season of his own life. We know that he was baptized by John the Baptist in the river Jordan. And then the Holy Spirit came upon him. And John even prophesied, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. I pray today that the Holy Spirit locate somebody and transform your life and shift you into another dimension. I'm looking for ordinary people that God will raise to do extraordinary things. If you can believe, God can allow you to receive. It can come upon you. This is not something that you have to intellectually figure out. This is something that God does when the Spirit of God comes upon you and anoint you. I don't know who God wants to anoint today, but somebody will get an anointing in the name of Jesus. Somebody will get a supernatural power and God will shift you. You see, in verse number 3, the Bible tells us that the people of the town, they ask this question. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon? 
Are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. You see, the people did not want to accept him. So they had a different kind of a mindset towards Jesus. They were offended by his doctrine. They were offended by his teachings. They were offended by his wisdom. They were offended by his revelation. So the Bible says, they said, is this not the carpenter? I want to tell you today, let people keep saying, is this not the carpenter? God is getting ready to raise some people in this place. God is getting ready to shift some people to the destiny in the name of Jesus. There were people that looked down upon you. Get ready, Bethesda Worship Center. You're going to touch the nations of the world. People might have said, hey, what good can come from Nazareth? They said, is he not a carpenter? I declare today, carpenters are getting wisdom. You can be a carpenter. You can be anybody. People, society can call you and nothing, but Jesus does not look down upon you. God wants to anoint people. And these people's mindsets were, were off. They were not in line with the word of God. They were thinking wrong. So what were they saying? They were saying, listen, Jesus, you had no formal theological training. I'm not shooting down theological training. It's good. But they were saying at this time, he was never a disciple of a rabbi. He never was in the community. He never was schooled under a rabbi. Jesus, we know you. You was employed as a carpenter. You see, they wanted to bring him down. They did not want to accept that Jesus Christ was the son of the most high God. They did not want to accept that God was using Jesus. Are you offended by somebody that God will use that you never thought God can use? Are you offended? There are many people like this in the world today. They think that God is going to use so and so and then God used somebody and raised somebody that's a nobody. When David was looking after the sheep, he was in the, in the field. He was a nobody. But Samuel came to the house of Jesse and said, I'm looking for David. I want to anoint him with oil. You see, the anointing separates you for the next dimension of your life. And the anointing will shift you to where God wants you to go. And so, people can class you, but God can raise you. People can categorize you, but God can still lift you up. People can say what they want to say about you, but Jesus is on your side. So we find that God was on Jesus' side. They were still criticizing and condemning and they were trying to say, well, this is just an ordinary man. They was wanting to degrade him based upon him being a carpenter and serving. And let me tell you something. The enemy wants to use tactics against you. Be aware when the enemy uses his tactics and strategies to discredit what God has put in your life. There are many people that have become discouraged. You see, Jesus is facing rejection. There are many people that face rejection. They face hurt. They cannot handle what, what has happened to them when people reject them. They look for the approval of men. But here we find Jesus does not care about what man thinks about him. He cares about what God thinks about him. There are people that are going to shift in their thinking. Don't worry about what man is saying. You worry about what God is saying. Because when God bless you, man cannot do anything. When God lifts you, man can't put you down. You see, it is all about God lifting you up. So here Jesus is facing his, his Nazareth community. The place where he grew up, the place where they, they criticized him, where they condemned him, where they, they never thought of him as anything. But Jesus goes on in verse number 4, it says, But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin, and in his own house. You see, Jesus accepts this rejection as part of the price he must pay. You see, believers must realize something. That when people reject you, you must be able to accept it and move on. 
Because you need to know who I am in Christ. I don't need to know who I am in the community. I need to know what God called me to be. So Jesus in this place, he don't care what anybody thinks. He cares about what his father thinks about him. So he said a prophet is, is not without honor except in his own country. Today I declare every prophet will take their place in the, in the city of Phoenix in the name of Jesus. Every prophet will take their place. Why? Because even if the city rejects you, even if people reject you, you are still God's son and daughter. You are still a son and daughter of the Most High God. So many people were familiar with his upbringing, his family and community and therefore they criticized him, they condemned him, they had opportunity to listen to him, to grasp revelation, to shift to a new dimension but they refused to connect to the anointing in the life of Jesus. They were more interested in all his faults, all his failures. Weren't you a carpenter? Weren't you this? Weren't you that? All of those things, accusations upon accusations. Today, God does not want us to operate in the place of accusation. We must come to the place where we receive revelation. So today, we break every curse of accusations. We bind every spirit of accusations because the Bible says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So the enemy wanted to accuse Jesus but in Mark 6, 5 and 6, the Bible says, And he could do, he could dare do no mighty work, save he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. You see, he, and he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the religious teaching. There are many people that come against the work of God through accusation. There are many people that come against the move of God through accusation. And that's why the Bible says here that Jesus himself, he could do no mighty work except he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed them. Because when we go against God, the power of God cannot work in our lives. When we refuse the Bible the, and the word of God, the word of God cannot work in our lives. There are many people that live with rejecting the word of God. Many people don't want to accept the word of God. We must understand that Jesus himself could not do anything. And he's marveling at the unbelief. When we look at Mark chapter 5, Jesus was able to do supernatural miracles. In chapter 6, when they were rejecting him, he could not do anything for them. So we need to open our hearts to receive the word of God. So in Mark chapter 5, it tells us that Jesus healed and delivered the man of Gadara. There was a man that was mad, but Jesus touched him, healed him, and delivered him. He was demon-possessed, and he was set free. In Mark chapter 5, 21 to 34, the Bible tells us Jesus heals a woman with the issue of blood who touched his garment. She was suffering and bleeding for 12 years, but the moment she touched his garment, she collided with the anointing. The Bible tells us that she was healed of the issue of blood. The Bible also tells us in Mark 5, 38 to 43, that Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. This child was was dead and we went into the house. Jairus was the ruler of the synagogue. When we consider Jairus being a ruler of a synagogue, this would not happen. He has not been trained to come to Jesus. But yet, God softened his heart and Jairus came to Jesus and said, yes, my daughter is, is dead. Please come and pray for her. My daughter is sick. Come and pray for her. And Jesus went to Jairus' house. You see, Jesus is carrying a supernatural grace and operating in a supernatural. But when we don't believe, we can't receive. When we don't open our minds, we can't just download it. If we don't ask God to touch us, we'll never get it. We need to open our minds and say, Lord, we break every spirit of unbelief. Unbelief 
can, can cause your faith to diminish. We need to get the word to build faith. And that's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing the word of God. We need to hear the word of God. You see, when Jesus marveled, there were two times in the Bible that Jesus marveled. marveled. One occasion he marveled when the centurion came to him and said, speak the word and my servant will be healed. And the Bible says, this is a man of great faith. And he marveled. And here he marveled in the unbelief of his countrymen. He marveled because they did not believe that he could heal them and deliver them. So they, they caused him to not be able to operate in the town in the supernatural because they rejected the word of God. In this case, he was hindered in doing what God wanted him to do, but he still fulfilled the mandate of God upon his life because they rejected him. So many people can have a choice to believe God's word or to reject God's word. If we reject the word of God, Jesus cannot operate in our lives. We need to accept the word so that Jesus can operate in our lives. You see, Jesus could do no mighty works in this place because of his audience. You see, when the audience refuses to honor him. He was only a carpenter. When the audience refuses to honor him, they cannot tap into the supernatural anointing. When the audience refuses to honor him, they cannot get into the next dimension of what God wants for their lives. So we as an audience, we cannot refuse, we cannot reject the word of God because we will not get to the next dimension. We need grace, we need insight, we need supernatural revelation to see that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There are many people that cannot see this. I pray today that if you don't know him even as Lord and Savior and believe in his word, you will open up your eyes. You can go to church religiously and you can still not believe. If you believe in his word, then God can work through your life. We must receive Jesus and his word to experience tonight the miraculous touch of God. If you are here, if you receive the word, if you receive Jesus, if you receive him into your life, you receive the Holy Spirit, you can experience the supernatural touch of God. Today I want you to look at an illustration. When we think about the soil, we understand that the soil receives the seed. Its purpose for growth will be nothing more than a possibility. Its, its forces lie dormant. Its, its potential is hidden. They cannot assert itself. But bring the two together under proper conditions. With due preparation, a miracle takes place. A true miracle, as though one should rise from the grave. Because as long as the soil receives the seed, there is potential for the supernatural. There is potential for the supernatural. The seed, which is the word of God today, and the soil, which is the heart of the believer, need each other for God to operate in the life of the individual. You are the ground. The seed wants to be sown into your life. The glory of the seed sown can be seen by the fruit on the tree. Our, we will have fruits on our trees if we can believe God. If we can trust God. If we can ask God to do something extraordinary in our lives. We can receive supernatural miracles. So today I pray today that somebody will move past the spirit of unbelief. Somebody will move past the spirit of criticism. Somebody will move past the spirit of condemnation. Somebody will come in line with the word of God and get a revelation from Jesus Christ. Somebody will get a revelation of the word of God and the word of God will come into your spirit being and cause a supernatural miracle in your life. I don't know what you believe in God for today, but the truth is Jesus Christ can do anything. God can do anything. It's left to you to receive the word. When you receive the word, the word will operate in and through you. 
I pray today somebody will get a supernatural miracle because of the word of God that's coming into your life right now. Wherever you may be, let the word come upon you. Let the word come into your heart. Let the word give you wisdom. May the word shape you. May the word impregnate you so that something miraculous can take place in your life. In this town, we find that people rejected the word. We canceled in the city of Phoenix all rejection of the word of God. We pray for God to operate in Phoenix. We pray for Phoenix to shift to another level. We pray today that Phoenix is going to shift to another level because the word of God is going to be preached in Phoenix. The word of God is going to go from Phoenix to every country and nation of the world. We declare today from this day that Jesus is welcome in Phoenix in the name of Jesus. We open up every closed door. We open up every closed door and say Holy Spirit fire. You can fall in Phoenix again. You can fall in the nation again. You can come from heaven. We are not wasting time with petty things. We want the glory of God to manifest in Phoenix. And Lord, we call for the fire. We call for the anointing. We call for the supernatural power of Jesus Christ. Come into Phoenix and revive the people of God. Lord, transform us. Heal us. Deliver us. Set us free, Lord. Take us to a new dimension in Phoenix. Lord, we are ready. We are prepared for you to do what you want to do, Lord. And we cancel every seed of unbelief. I break every curse of rejection today in the mighty name of Jesus and declare that we shall be victorious. We shall be victorious. We shall be more than overcomers. It's not what the devil says. It's what Jesus says. And if he says that you are blessed, I come to tell you, you are blessed. It's not what some critic says about you. It's what Jesus says about you. We receive the word of God. We receive Jesus and God will do the miraculous in our life.